For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am super excited about today's show. I'll be joined by Zach King. He's a very well-known Twitter Vine personality. And we're going to explore how he became successful with Vine short videos. And I've also got an awesome discovery that I want to share with you right now. After introducing a vegetarian diet to piranhas, look what Michael Stelzner discovered. Do you work with a team of people, whether they're employees or whether they're contractors or whether they're your spouse or even your children? Well, I came across this really cool personality test that I think is very, very valuable. It's based on the Myers-Briggs personality test, and it's called Personality Test by Andrew Helms, and I'll have a link in the show note, and it is a... um, Apple iOS application, and I'm sure if you don't have Apple products, you could probably find an equivalent Myers-Briggs-based personality test. Now, what's really cool about Myers-Briggs is it asks you a series of questions, and then it categorizes you into one of four categories. And for those of you that have taken the test, you'll be familiar with this. I am what's called an extroverted, intuitive, thinking judging or ENTG, J, I mean. And basically the test uh, ranks you on on multiple things, like are you extroverted versus introverted? And that's the first of four different things. Now, the ENTJ is approximately 4% of the population. And I'm just going to tell you how this describes me because it's so interesting. It says ENTJs have a natural tendency to marshal and direct. They may be expressed with the charm, and finesse of a world leader, or with the intensity of a cult leader. (laughs) I'd like to think I'm the first one, not the second one. Uh, They require little encouragement to make a plan, focus on the most efficient and organized means of performing tasks. This quality, along with their goal orientation, often makes them superior leaders, both realistic and visionary in implementing a long-term plan. They tend to be fiercely independent with their decision-making, have a strong will, my wife can affirm that, that insulates them from external influence. Uh, they often excel in business and other areas, and it goes on and on to essentially describe what I think is myself to a T. And then it, it tells you know what potential careers, what to avoid, who are some famous people that were ENTJs, have no clue how they would know Napoleon Bonaparte and Franklin Roosevelt were, um, but you know that's a list. Jim Carrey, Harrison Ford, Whoopi Goldberg, 
Burke, Steve Jobs, David Letterman, Steve Martin, yada, yada, yada. But anyways, what's really cool about this is not only does it tell you a lot about yourself, but when you go ahead and you have other people on your team do this is when it gets really intriguing. For example, I had my wife do it. And she happens to be uh, the opposite of me in every category except for one. And just to kind of give you a a feel for the different categories, um, there are extroverts versus introverts. And extroverts means that you get your energy through interacting with people. And introverts means you get your your energy by um, reflecting, thinking, being by yourself. So if you get tired and exhausted after socializing, you're an introvert, even if you're outgoing. Then the next category is intuition versus sensing. So if you're intuitive, you tend to trust in in the future and in um, theories. But if you're sensing, you tend to trust more in facts and details and present realities. The third category is feeling versus thinking. If you're a feeling person, you often make decisions that create harmony Uh, But if you're a thinking person, you often are more based on logic and objective analysis. The last category is judging versus perceiving. If you're judging, you tend to um, make organized and orderly decisions quickly. If you're perceiving, you tend to be a little more adaptable and you keep your options open based on the realities of the circumstances. Now, everyone who I have ever had take this test has said it's nailed them perfectly. And what's really cool about this test is, like I said, when you begin to understand all the different people that you have to work with, you can begin to understand, you know, what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are and how to work with that. So anyways, I strongly recommend you try a Myers-Briggs personality test. And if you're on the iPhone, check out personality test by Andrew Helms and be sure to leave a note in the show notes letting me know what your personality is um, if you happen to have taken the Meyer Briggs. And I'll leave a link to that uh, in the show notes, and I'll tell you how to get to the show notes a little later in today's episode. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show, Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, This is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app, and happy listening. Okay, with that, let's transition over to today's expert interview with Zach King. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. I'm very excited to be joined today by Zach King. If you don't know who Zach is, he's got one of the top 100 Vine accounts with more than 1.6 million followers, and it's growing every single day. And he creates short special effects videos that have been watched literally millions of times. And when I say millions of times, like every one of his videos has been watched what looks like multiple millions of times. He's known as the Final Cut King on YouTube and Twitter, and he's also got a brand new online school called kingfilmschool.com. Zach, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Michael. It's an honor. So um, today we're going to talk about Vine, and we're going to talk about what Zach's experience with Vine is and hopefully get a lot of you that maybe aren't on Vine and what I mean by on Vine, using Vine in your marketing capacities, excited about what the possibilities are. So, Zach, um, 
Let's start with a little bit of your background. How did you get into Vine? Well, I got into Vine uh, September of 2013. And it was interesting because I had seen, you know, it had been out, I think, since January of 2013. So I, I wasn't on it for almost to the end of the year. And, and the reason I got on is because my friends were showing me Vine links. And, and it was at the time when BuzzFeed started posting a lot of the Vines and embedding them on their blogs and then Huffington. And, you know, they started getting popular on the Internet. And so I was kind of curious, like it piqued my curiosity. And I, I said, you know, let's let's experiment with this. And I did it for 30 days, kind of just making one a day. And so at the time, it was me and my roommate. We were just goofing around, coming up with these silly ideas. And and to get, I guess, to give you a concept of what they are, they're just kind of special effects and they're little tricks. And so, you know, in seven seconds, posting those and after the 30 days, I, I don't remember the exact number I'd gotten to, maybe uh, like 200,000 followers, but uh, it was growing pretty quickly at that time. And so it, we were really excited and I kind of got hooked by the, the growth rate and the, how fast the following was happening. So let's let's for those that aren't familiar with Vine, why don't you describe? It's kind of like an animated GIF, isn't it? With like like audio, right? I mean, it's like a little tiny movie, really, that just plays yeah. over and over. Yeah. So you have seven seconds uh, to make a video on your phone, and that's what's really cool about it, Michael. Is you can you can pick it up on your phone, get the app for free, and, and the way they have it is you just click down the screen, and it records as you're touching the screen, and you can let go, so you can have cuts in your videos and. And you have seven seconds total, and then it just loops when you post it, and you know the world can see it on Vine. And they have several different categories, ranging from comedy to DIY to animals, and you can post in those categories, and that's kind of the way people will will see it. Now, I remember when Vine first came out, everybody was like, "What in the world can you do in only seven seconds?" <laughs> right? I yeah, I'd heard about Vine too, and I, I thought that, and then. It was amazing when my friends would show me what people were doing. You kind of got it. You're like, oh, wow, you can do a lot. You can tell a story with a beginning, middle, and end in seven seconds. And that's kind of the fun challenge. Like when I jumped on, I totally had that mindset like, this is going to be easy. I had been going from YouTube videos, you know, way longer form, weeks of work into an hour or two of work. And, uh, but it was not the case. It was, it's very difficult to tell a story in seven seconds. Well, I think a lot of people listening have probably seen a bunch of your vines sewn together on Facebook or something. So maybe why don't you share a couple of the more, um, popular vines that you've done and, and just kind of what, you know, the theme of the, of the little videos were, and maybe some of the people are going to like, Oh, it's that guy. Yeah. So I do these, uh, again, special effects, uh, visual effects, tricks, and so I like to take the theme of everyday life. I like to kind of be relatable in a way where I take circumstances that everyone has kind of experienced. For example, we've all at some point lock, been locked out of our car with our keys in the car. And so I, one day I was like, you know, it'd, it'd be cool if you could just jump in your car. So I made a vine about that. And in seven seconds, I showed my keys were stuck in my car. I jump in and then I'm inside. And so we kind of take a lot of those different scenarios. Uh, another fun one was in, in France. And, the, you know, the Eiffel Tower, I, I grabbed it out of the, the sky and it became the mini Eiffel Tower that some of the guys were selling, the street vendors were selling on the street there. And so that was another popular one. Uh, but they all have to do with that theme of like, I wish this could be real or happen in, in my real life circumstances. Well, I think I remember one, if I'm not mistaken, where you kind of jumped into the closet and then you were gone and the clothes fell down. Isn't that? Yeah, what? yeah. Yeah, I did one of those. Um, yeah, so they're all kind of like these things that, the key is making it relatable for everyone where, you know, I have one where I get ready for bed and I jump under the covers and my clothes stays on top and I'm, I just turn off the lights and I'm in bed. 
Um, so they all have to be relatable and those are the ones that do the best. And I think, didn't you do one recently about a fan and talking about getting fan mail or something and you jumped into a fan and then a bunch of sticky notes came out of it or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I got shredded to pieces. So hopefully when you're listening right now, you know, we're not doing these, these videos justice because when your eye sees what Zach does, like, uh, like one of them is you're picking up a, an Apple mouse and then you're saying, okay, little guy, go. And then you throw the mouse and it turns into a real mouse. I mean, and it's so, it's so crazy that it's like, um, they're really, they're really like magic tricks almost, except it's all done in special effects. And it's like, whoa, I got to see that again. <laughs> and yeah. it's crazy, crazy stuff. So, um, so talk to us a little bit about your Vine experience. Uh, well, actually, let's step back for a second. Um, how has making all these crazy videos helped, helped Zach King? What has it done for you? Well, I started out probably where uh, a lot of your listeners are, and this is what I still do. It's kind of my entrepreneur uh, hobby is, is doing websites. And so I was teaching people Final Cut for a couple years when I was – that's kind of how I paid my way through film school as teaching people how to edit. And so I put up a website and, and a couple of different websites and, and taught and sold training and download courses. And I had you know, been kind of more of a marketer entrepreneur. And then as I was learning film and honing that craft – you know, I began posting YouTube videos and and then Vine videos and Instagram and all the other social platforms. So it's kind of transformed my business in a way where I don't I don't teach as much as I would love to. Um, you know, it's so time consuming, but I still have that avenue now that's already set up. The systems are in place where I can send people if they are like, you know, I get a lot of kids saying, "How can I make your Vine videos?" or "How can I make your YouTube videos?" and I send them over there where they can get you know a lot of free training, tons of free training or or paid courses, and so having that system and that website in place has been great. You know, I never could have foreseen how the funnel kind of would have worked. Well, and I'm imagining you've, you picked up some, some clients, uh, from some brands, right? Haven't you, as a result of doing a lot of these videos and getting a lot of exposure? Right. Yeah. It's been cool to, to get bigger budgets to work with, with, um, a lot of big brands. I've, uh, been so fortunate to work with cool companies like Coca-Cola, or we just finished a, a McDonald's commercial this week. Uh, and what's cool is is they're not just like these TV commercials. We've done a couple of those, but it's kind of the commercial branding world is is changing a lot because of Vine and because of Instagram and these different social platforms. You're seeing they're coming to us and they're saying, "Hey, make us a commercial, but in your style, and like let's shoot it at your house." And so, you know, yesterday we had like a bunch of crew from McDonald's here at our house shooting, and we're not doing it on a set. It's just it's very in our own style, which is really the cool part for me. Talk, talk to talk to the people listening right now, the marketers, about the culture on Vine. You know, what's the user like? Um, it seems to be a younger demographic, but I'm not sure. You know, what what do we need to know if we're going to go dabbling with Vine? Yeah, so Vine has is, is been very secretive with their analytics. They, I mean, they just recently released something called Loops, so now you can see how many how many loops or people have how many times they've watched the video, and uh, so that's really the only analytic we have other than likes and revines. Um, we've guessed and uh, marketers have really kind of speculated that it's like 13 to 25 is is that sweet spot. You know, they call them the millennials. That's the age of Viners um, because really the, the age of Snapchat is even a little bit younger. Like we're just seeing these different platforms carve out different ages. And um, yeah, the, the, the culture though is very, um, I think in a young platform it's still changing and it hasn't quite found what it is. Um, because they have different categories like DIY, for example. You could learn in seven seconds how to do a little project and someone showing you little clips. 
um, but yet they also have a comedy section. So it's it's very diverse. I would say comedy's the number one uh, reason people are on Vine, though, to get a little laugh. That's really cool. Um, so do you need to be a film expert, I guess, is one of the questions. You, you are. Um, if somebody wants to, to meddle with Vine, do they really need to have that kind of expertise that you have? You know, that's what I love about Vine is you really don't. And a lot of the big Viners, I mean, people have, seven, eight million followers on Vine. And those people have no film experience. They just grabbed their camera, started pressing the screen and recording. And because of either their personality or their their jokes or they're just really funny, uh, came across really well and, and they started to grow very well. That's really cool. Now, Vine is a Twitter uh, brand and I'm not sure if they acquired it or if they built it out themselves. But um, can Vine play kind of like YouTube? Can you embed it everywhere? What's, you know, how, how do these things, or do you have to have Vine installed to actually watch a Vine? Yeah, so you have to actually have the app to watch a Vine. And that recently switched. Now you can embed it on websites. I think that switched uh, earlier, later last year. And what you can do is take the code, just like an HTML, and post it in there. And a lot of blogs, BuzzFeed and Huffington, they all do that. And I think that's one of the reasons Vine really grew outside of itself, um, besides being just an app. Uh, I remember for a long time, people, I had met my girlfriend's family and they were kind of like, what do you do? And I was like, I, I do Vine. And they were like, what is Vine? You know, <laughs> like, what the heck is that? Something out of the Amazon forest? <laughs> yeah. They, they had no idea what a Vine was, uh, until, you know, recently, I think you can probably mention a Vine to most adults and maybe they would know the seven second video because they've seen it on a website. But it was interesting for me. I think what really blew up my Vine channel was actually when someone took um, a bunch of my videos, I think about eight minutes, and put it on YouTube. I have no idea who the person is. I know it was some kid in Russia. And that was the first YouTube video compilation that really blew up. That's how I and, found you, to be honest with you, because I saw someone sharing this compilation of you. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was Mashable picked it up or if it was someone sharing it in my Facebook feed, but that it's funny, isn't it? That YouTube was what brought me to you on Vine. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I noticed they do really well when they're outside of Vine, you know, in app, sure people can scroll through, but it's when people post it on their feed or their Twitter that people really start to see it. So how are businesses using Vine? I mean, it seems like it seems like they're mostly um, people, you know, expressing their themselves in some capacity. What are businesses doing with Vine? Yeah, so you have the traditional marketing where on Facebook, if you're a business, you're gonna you're gonna pay Facebook money to get your messages or your photos or your links on someone's feed in your demographic. But on on Vine, you know, they haven't monetized the platform. There's no way for brands to say, hey, let's pay this much and be on people's feed. It actually works so so people, I'm a personality on Vine, they'll come to me or they'll go to other people and work with them and, and kind of see if they fit in their niche of their business. So Coca-Cola has been a big brand on on Vine. I know Virgin Mobile is doing a lot. Um, there, I mean, a lot of the big brands are really out there now doing different things. But it's cool because there's so many different niches. You know, there's girls that do fashion. There's people that do do extreme stunts and sports or pranks. And, and so with that, there's so many different opportunities for brands to kind of match their brand personalities with, you know, an influencer. And so the deals are being struck with each finer on an individual level. There's no, you know, pay Vine. Vine isn't monetized yet. It's intriguing because I see um, 
what you're talking about, the same thing goes on in the blogging world, right? You've got all these bloggers. For example, there's a lot of mommy bloggers, and I was at a conference called Blog Her recently, and there's a lot of brands that want to be in front of that audience that is um, reading that particular blog because they have a product that they think that audience would be interested in. So what I hear you saying is that um, Vine is a, is a way that you can develop a platform to attract potentially brands to you as a personality. And then all of a sudden you um, might have a chance to, to make some revenue uh, that way. And as a matter of fact, I think, didn't you do something recently with like Hewlett Packard or something like that with an orange? Yeah, uh, we released a couple of vines yesterday and we had also done a, a commercial that'll be out in the next couple of weeks uh, for television. But yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great thing. If you are a personality listening to this uh, and you think you can be kind of funny or, or do something unique, uh, Vine is a great place for that because in the end you are only – doing a seven second video so you're not making a, a five minute YouTube video where all this production is going to have to go into. You can just show, you know, your personality shine through in these videos. Okay. So, um, for someone who wants to get started with Vine, maybe you could share some tips like total rookie beginner. Like what are some of the couple first things they need to be thinking about when they set up their Vine account? Yeah. I mean, I think I would kind of go into it, um, knowing if it's really a good thing for your business or, or for you, I think, a lot of businesses actually shouldn't be on Vine because it is—it's very competitive, and a lot of people that sign up and want to think they're going to Vine actually don't end up doing it. Um, one when I try new social media, my rule is 30 days. So I'll do like one or two videos, or one video a day, or one every two days. And after 30 days, we kind of look at the analytics, see where the growth has happened, and if it's worth putting in the work, you know, we'll continue. But I, I kind of. I'm not in the mindset of saying everyone should get on Vine or everyone should be on every platform. I think that actually hurts you uh, in the end. So, okay, what kind of, I mean, so, so okay, so what I hear you saying is uh, experiment with it for like 30 days and see if it's delivering any kind of results for you, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, the hard thing is if you aren't reaching a demographic that's 13 to, to 25, it may not be for you. You know, you're probably not going to find a lot of marketers on there or do something like that. But I actually think their DIY category is really neat. I don't think enough brands have done enough with that. Um, I saw Lowe's does kind of a seven-second little tip on how to build something or do a backyard project. And, and so I think those are really cool. There's more opportunity for businesses to kind of show, you know, a process in seven seconds and kind of simple, simplifying things. I think that's a cool way that I would love to see Vine used. Break down the story process. If you only have seven seconds, like what's the Zach King model? And you must have kind of a, a simple outline that you, uh, because, you know, generally if it's a story of some kind, I would imagine uh, people are going to stick around rather than just some random rant, right? Yeah. Yeah. So every, every vine for me has a beginning, middle and end. The beginning would be the premise. So sometimes I'll say a sentence to set it up. A lot of times we'll figure out what's the balance of, of talking um, which is taking up time versus just putting the copy down in the description. And so either we'll set up the premise in the description or in the beginning with a visual cue, and then we'll do the trick. And, and the real, um, we've kind of found a formula, and it's if you have a loud sound with the trick or the transformation, whatever it is, and then if it can be physical, like I'm, I like to do kind of stunts or physical running, moving around the frame, um, getting my whole body involved, people really respond to. And so if it's very um, big physically and has that sound connection, it it does well and kind of an impact. 
and then at the end you have to see about a second or two seconds of of the result of what I did. So talk to me about premise. Like give me an example of what you mean like a premise. Premise. So so locking my keys in my car, uh, we've all done that. And so naturally at the very beginning, uh, when we, we, we kind of pitch our ideas to each other around the house. And if, if it doesn't get a laugh when we first say it in a sentence, then it's probably not something we're going to spend our time making because no one will also get it. So when I pitched that to my friends, I was like, guys, we all lock our keys in our car. Why don't, we, why don't I jump in the car? And they're like, oh, that'd be awesome. If that's the reaction I get from, from pitching it, then we'll make it. So showing the premise, the visual premise is I'm locked out of my car. I'm standing outside. We see the keys inside the car. I kind of point to it and then jump in the car. The jumping is the physical movement. And then when I hit the door, it's a very loud impact sound. And then I'm sucked into the car. And so at the end, we have a two-second pan to see that I'm actually in the car. It's not a trick. You know, We move the camera 90 degrees to show movement. Um, so that's, that's kind of a, a similar formula that we like to do throughout all of my vines. That's really cool. And I guess, you know, um, it's important to remember that it takes people's brains a few seconds to process what they're seeing. Right. So yeah, that's why and that's, what's awesome about vine is, you know, with a loop feature, it naturally replays and replays until you stop it. That's what's so great with the tricks. People will watch it three or four times to be like, Oh, and they'll get it a little bit more each time. So, um, have you dabbled with Instagram at all? And what's your thoughts on Instagram versus Vine? Yeah, I, I actually recently got into Instagram about two months ago. Um, I had an account, but I hadn't been posting my content. And I had actually been finding other accounts posting uh, my similar work. Uh, and they were gaining like three, four 400,000 followers. And so I thought, of course, I need to post my content. So at first, I was just duplicating content. And, and once in a while, if it's a really good post, I'll post it on Instagram or kind of make an extended version that's four or five seconds longer and post that since you have a 15 second limit on right. Instagram. And those do really well. The shareability, um, the analytics has been really cool to see. Um, you know, growth is actually a lot higher on Instagram for me right now than on Vine. Um, but we're also, if you can tailor your content for Instagram specifically, um, you know, we're, we're testing different ways of what that looks like. We've kind of made, we made a video a while ago joking about you know, when you load Instagram, there's this little icon. And so we made a video specific to Instagram with that icon. We're messing around with it and it did really well. Um, so we're kind of playing around with how can we use uh, Instagram's features uh, for our benefit. Now, um, on YouTube, you do some pretty cool things. Like on some of your bigger tricks, you, you do kind of a how you did it kind of thing. Talk about that a little bit and what kind of response you've gotten from that. Yeah, behind the scenes are really great. I think people love seeing the personalities behind uh, whatever you're doing. Even a business, I saw, have you heard of the bank uh, Simply or Simple Bank? Not sure I have, no. They do, um, they're kind of a new bank and they, they don't have hidden fees and it's really cool, but they emailed me just a regular email. I wouldn't have clicked on it in, until it said like behind the scenes of how we bank uh, or our, our company and I was kind of curious. So I clicked on it and, it and it added this new level of like personality to the people at that company I, you know, I have huh. an account with them, but I had no idea uh, what it was like to work at that company. And so we kind of do the same thing with our behind the scenes videos. And I think it's, I think it's something, you know, you could even do at social media examiner because I've been a fan of you for a while and I have really no idea of the faces behind your company other than you, but you know, it'd be cool. And it adds a level of, um, this pers personal, like f people kind of feel like they're building a friendship with you online. Um, even though they're not, but they're getting to know you in a personal way. You know, what's cool so, about that is my daughter is a big star Wars fan 
And but yeah. she's more into the making of the movie than she is the actual movie itself. Like <laughs> she's watched all the, you know, um, all the George Lucas, um, documentaries that she could get her hands on over and over and over again, more than the even star Wars movies themselves. That's and I, great. I think there's something curious about, I think people are naturally curious about how people do things that are great things. You know what I mean? And I'm curious to know how those behind the scenes videos have done for you on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, they do really well because you're, again, anytime you can build that engagement at a deeper level, uh, and the more points you have during the day to hit them or during the week, you know, and that's really why I am on Instagram and am on Vine and different platforms and you're touching them in different ways. You know, maybe a, a behind the scenes photo here is how we like to use our Instagram. Let's talk for a little bit about, um, uh, the equipment and stuff that you use. Um, you mentioned that the, the app is free and you can download it on your smartphone. I'm assuming it's an Android and iPhone. Is that correct? Yeah, I think they're on uh, every platform. So, um, do you have to use the app or are you able to use like tools and import the video into the app? Because I'm guessing if you had to use the app, that would be a massive challenge for someone to do the kinds of videos that you do. And maybe you do do use, use the app. I'm yeah, no, it's, it's a mix of sometimes using the app, uh, sometimes uploading. And there's different ways to do that. If you Google upload divine, I think, I think the methods are kind of always changing. Um, gotcha. but there are, um, yeah, pretty good instructions online. And it's pretty simple, but it's, it's great because yeah, it is, it tailors to both people that want to get it perfect and then post it, or you just want to film it on the fly and film this random event and then you're posted right there in your life. So there's kind of different avenues. Considering you went to film school and you've got a, you got a thing called kingfilmschool.com. You want to give our listeners some tips on, on filming in general. What are a couple things we ought to think about? Let's just yeah, say we're, I, let's say we're using an iPhone, you know, let's just assume that we're using the common device everybody has. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing then would be lighting. I mean, it, it's so funny to see how many lens flares you'll see in people's faces and, uh, you want to see their face, not, not this light in their face. So we, we actually light all of our vines, even though it's a seven second video, we'll put a lot of production into it and, uh, really get it. So everything's seen. And then uh, for us, since we're using other gear besides an iPhone, you know, we have microphones and that audio is a big thing. If you're even I'm seeing, you know, people making YouTube videos, you, you got to get like a just a hundred dollar mic, put it on your DSLR uh, and get some good audio because it just it's a big turnoff, I think, to to see some bad audio. Well, let's let's talk about light. Um, let's say that we're filming inside, you know, what kind of things should we be thinking about as far as light? I mean, are there things we can do with natural light or, you know, if, if, you know, are there, are there everyday things around the house that someone could jerry rig to get just a decent light situation? And if not, you know, talk about it a little bit for taking photos outside. It's so funny. You being a film major, maybe it's just cause I'm, I'm a film guy and I see this, but when people are taking photos, you know, it's a simple thing as like turning into the sun. So you get light on your face. That's like the, the common outdoor one or, um, when you're inside, you know, go next to the light source. It'll go a long way. Um, one of the great things about phones is they're, they like have such good low light settings. So if you get next to a lamp or something and put it in their face, it'll be, uh, light enough usually. Gotcha. Um, and as far as audio goes, um, is there equipment that you can plug right into your iPhone? And I mean, I don't ever notice that you have audio. Are they holding like a boom mic above the the frame or do you have like yeah, a, sometimes, sometimes we'll do boom. Usually the boom is right on the camera. Uh, they make these things called like road mics and they just go on. They're like a hundred bucks. They just screw onto your top of your camera and you're good to go. I don't, I don't plug anything into my phone, uh, but 
usually um, a road mic on your camera is just great. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the Vine videos are all kind of square, right? Isn't it? Or is it a four by three or what, what's the format? Yeah, they're all, they're all one by one. They're a square. That's, that's in, and, Vi and uh, Instagram, I think is the same, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Instagram's the same as well. So, so what do we need to be thinking about? I mean, sometimes, you know, when people take a normal picture, there's, it's not a square, it's a rectangle. So are there certain kind of like basic things we should be thinking about as far as framing up shots when it comes to a square? Yeah. And it's cool. They have a little guide on there. It's, it's the rule of thirds. So you, it shows you how to center up somebody or put them on with two people in the frame. Um, so they have little guidelines that kind of pop up to actually help you. But I think, uh, just getting out and practicing, even taking photos with your kids or your family and figuring out what is a good shot is very helpful. Um, yeah, it's, I guess it's something I don't think about a lot because it's kind of naturally wired in after the years. But yeah, thinking, be, being very conscious about your frame is important. So where do you want to go with all this? I mean, obviously you've been doing this since September and it sounds like since you went on Vine is when things have really started exploding for you. So, I mean, where's Zach King headed? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a journey that I, I don't actually, to be honest, know where the end destination is. I, I have kind of, you know, written out dreams and goals that I would love to do. I, I went into film school wanting to do only feature film directing. And it's kind of changed because um, if I really break down my goals, it's, it's to entertain people all around the world. And Vine has given me the platform to do that. YouTube has given me the platform to do that. And so... Uh, and seeing the change right now too, how we're streaming so much online and, and Hollywood is changing as well because of that. Um, I kind of feel like it's, it's, I'm at the forefront where I need to be, um, doing these online videos and, you know, I think it'll scale to longer form, but I think I have a hunch I'll be online for a long time. Well, you know, the good news of uh, first mover advantage is that it's really hard to, um, to, uh, to knock people off their pedestal, you know, when they've got that incredible first mover advantage, which, you know, you probably weren't one of the first people to use Vine, but you're one of the first people to do, I think, what you're doing. And I'm sure many, there's going to be many Zach King copycats and you're already starting to see them. Yeah, there's a lot out there, but I, I, you know, it doesn't freak me out. I am actually excited because it's usually a lot of younger fans that are doing it and uh, that have looked up to me. And I think it's an honor. And I, I think it's cool though, because you have so many different niches. Like you, you don't have to pretend to be me to be successful. You can do your own little thing, and if if you do it well enough, and and consistently enough, it kind of. I've seen so many different niches take off, and different people do things you never think would work. But there's audiences out there for everything. That's really cool. Talk to us a little bit about this film school that you've got going on, KingFilmFilmSchool.com. Um, perhaps some of our listeners might be interested in it. What is it all about? Yeah, so I went to film school for four years, um, spent so much money doing that, and we, we've, you know, we've always had a filmmaking fan base. That's where we started, and that's where, I, that's where my heart is. And so giving free education, you know, doing stuff even like, you know, you're, you're in the business of free education. You're giving all this knowledge out there, and that's something we're all about is, is giving back and helping aspiring filmmakers because the way I look at it, if I was a kid today that's maybe 12 or 13, looking up to what I'm doing, I want to know how to do it. So we're kind of just sharing what we're learning along the way. It's kind of a, also a way just for us to maybe in 10 years look back and see where we were at. But um, no, we're just teaching and kind of if someone has a question, trying to answer them. So that is yeah, awesome. That, uh, Kingfilmschool.com. Kingfilmschool so, so Zach, um, 
where can people discover more about you and all the cool things that you're doing? Yeah, I, I would say the best way to, to start figuring out what I do is on YouTube. Uh, if you look up Final Cut King or Zach King, uh, it'll come up as the top channel, I think, hopefully. And uh, you can click on that and watch some of my videos there. And they, they usually lead to other stuff. You'll be able to find the Vine videos or you can just Google me. But um, yeah, that's kind of my longer form stuff. And there's a whole range of, of different formats all out on the internet interwebs. Zach King, rising film star on seven second movies, <laughs> which sounds so crazy. Can you imagine if I said that a couple years ago? <laughs> no, I would have, I would have thought you're insane. <laughs> well, Zach, thank you so much for sharing your insight and your experience. And I know that, um, a lot of people are probably going to go check out all the cool things you're doing. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks. Well, I hope you are inspired to go ahead and give Vine a try. And also, don't forget to check out that personality test that I talked about earlier in the show. We took all the notes. We take all the notes for you, and we took them. <laughs> you can visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 108 for 108. And there you can leave comments and check out everything we talked about in today's show. And while you're at it, if you're not actually subscribing to the show in your podcast player, please do hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a future episode of this show. Also, if you've been a regular listener and you've not already done so, I would covet a iTunes rating and a review. You can do so by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes. The reason this is so important is because this helps us get uh, more visibility in iTunes and ultimately get more people to listen to this show. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.